You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practice Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron. My job here is to bring you great thinking to improve your practice and improve your life. And today I've got one of our amazing lead coaches on. Angela Heffman, and we're going to be talking about a new way to make more and work less when it comes to goal setting. You will absolutely love it. And if you get it, it's going to change your life. So enjoy the episode. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett, and I am here with a good friend of mine, a great team member. Her name is Angela, and you guys know Angela before. She's an awesome lead practice coach here. And uh, today we're going to be covering some of the things that we get to see on a daily basis when it comes to goal setting. We're going to give you a whole brew, brand new mindset to think about when it comes to goals because we have these conversations all the time. And what we're going to share with you today is going to help you create a better practice and a better life, which is what we're all about here. So Angela, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me, Kirk. Yeah, it's always awesome having you on. And Angela and I were talking before we hit the go button. She's like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm like, you're just awesomely <laughs> brilliant. Just be yourself on here and we'll just roll with it. But uh, one of the things that we were chatting about uh, is when we have these conversations with dentists and you, if you're listening, you know how this works is you pay attention to a lot of things in the world of dentistry and out there it's all about more production and more and more and more and more. And um, if you really understand how this all works at the end of the day, it's still about life. And so what we want to present today or just have you guys think about is just a different way to think about goals and how you can still produce more possibly and, you know, net more, but also get more time back. So Angela, just tell us a little bit about the, you know, the change in thinking that you and I were chatting about just a minute ago. Yeah, this has come up a lot recently because summer's around the corner, doctors are taking vacation and time off, and we've been just talking a lot about goals for the summer. And one of my teens that I was talking to this week was talking about how the doctor is going to be gone for a couple weeks next month, and they were still talking about their goal as you know, their whole yearly goal divided by 12, essentially. And I just brought up the fact that 
they probably won't hit it with the doctor being gone for so long. And what we were then talking about is maybe setting goals on a per hour or per week or per day basis instead of just that monthly goal. So it was just kind of a little bit of a, a change in thinking for them because they already planned on not hitting that goal. And we're just planning then this month to blow it out of the water. So yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And we'll go, we'll, we'll, we'll open up this topic, but um, as a young consultant, now I've been doing this for 25 years. The first time I experienced this, there was a great panky doctor that was an instructor and he, if he's listening, he knows exactly this conversation. And he calls me one day and this was early in the act days. And he's like, gosh, January and February, we killed it. And then, you know, March, not so good. And I'm like, okay, let's take apart March. And he's like, gosh, I was only here for like nine days. Cause I was teaching. I went on vacation and, you know, he was a solo doc at the time. So diagnosis was really impacting his practice in April. And so what we figured out, taking a look at the data was there was a certain number of days that he had to be in the practice per quarter. And he also liked to go to Italy and things like that. And so, you know, we've got to, you got to do all the things that you're passionate about, but what we ended up doing in the following months is just better think about time away and how it all works. And it was pretty cool to watch that whole transformation. And I also worked with a koi spinner many years ago and she's now retired. And she also, it's funny, all these doctors like to go to Italy. She would go to Italy for a <laughs> long time. And we had the same conversation like two months later. And I'm like, all right, I already had this conversation. And what we were able to figure out was like just a better way, instead of it always being more, 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 how do we get our lives in place so that we can still hit our goals? And oftentimes, and most every time, they actually net more. So we'll describe that. And I'll couple that with this, Angela, because one of the things that we're so excited about is now we install an operating system and I'll just tell you what we do. And it's no different than a lot of big businesses. Everything that we do is on a 13 week interval. And so we call it the 90 day you know, scorecard. And most human beings can get around three months or 90 days or 13 weeks. And so if you're a dentist, I want you to think like this. There's a certain amount of revenue that makes your practice work in 13 weeks. And if you get really good at it, you can take a full entire week off and now you're only working 12 of the 13. And then you get really good at it and you can go, wow, I'm gone like two of these 13 weeks and wow, I'm still making the same amount of money. And then if you've been working out with us long enough, and I just had this <laughs> conversation with a dentist locally here, he's like, wow, I could actually take one, I could take four or five weeks off during this 13 week time because I have other dentists now working in it. And now you think about like how we can still hit our goals and still have a life. And in this 90 day tracker, what I showed him was like, you can just draw a line through week number three and you can draw a line through week number eight and you can draw a line through week number 12. And you can say to your team, Hey guys, we got to still do what we're going to do, but I'm going to be in Florida during these weeks, you know? And he's like, wow, I think I could even live in Florida. I'm like, don't go that far yet. Just uh, <laughs> let's cross one bridge at a time. But what we want to help you understand in this particular podcast is it's not always about more, 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 op, you know, adding ops and adding providers and adding insurances. There's a certain point where you're going to outproduce your capacity to think well, you know, and some people don't think that, but like, there's a certain point where 
And I'll, I'll just say this because I'm 52 and I don't care anymore. Like, I don't care what people produce anymore. I mean, I do. It's kind of interesting to talk about that. But the numbers keep getting higher. But the satisfaction isn't getting higher. I meet dentists all the time. They come to me and go, I did $4 million last year. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? And they go, because my, my overhead is 81%. And I'm like, I don't need to come to your practice. I don't even need to meet, meet your team. I don't even need to know where you practice. But I can tell you right now that that is not a fun situation for anyone involved because you need every crown every day, all the time. And we run, you know, typically when we're working with a client, Angela, we work with people that are open. I mean, most of the people that come to us, they're open to having a better practice and better life. They're not like, Hey, I got six practices. I need two more and I'm going to sell it and roll it up. I mean, our, the dentists we have come to us are entrepreneurs and they want a better life. And so this conversation is an important one, right? Absolutely. And I think that if you start by planning out the year strategically, then you can make it just go a lot smoother for the whole year. You don't yeah. have to really make up time or, um, you know, try to hit these summer goals later in the year, because if you've planned for it, like in January, February, March on a, like I said, like an hourly or daily basis, you've already accounted for the time off that you're going to take. Yeah. Now go back to that. Cause you said plan strategically for the year. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of leading you with this question because I, I know where we're going with this is, you know, we do the better life, you know, better practice, better life planner. But what is that all about? So, like, let's say I'm a dentist and I'm listening. And then so, OK, I'm totally I'm totally, you know, in on what you guys are talking about. So how would I do this? Where do I start? So first start by marking off like you could use any type of calendar. If you want to do a digital calendar or a big at a glance calendar on the wall, it doesn't matter. But what you need to do is figure out what days you're going to be gone for family vacations, for holidays, days off around holidays, um, CE, and also figure out when your team members are going to be gone too. And then you can figure out, and then you'll know how many days your practice is going to be open for the year. And sometimes that visual is just really nice to see like, oh gosh, <laughs> we're not really going to be here in July or we you know, <laughs> right. we're, we're all taking different weeks off in March. So sometimes it's nice to be able to, um, you know, mitigate any issues that might be coming up too. Yeah, absolutely. Now we'll go right into the eye of the hurricane on some of the things that dentists think, well, they think I got to be open all the time. Like I have to have coverage. Like these patients need people to see like when I go away, but, and you know, dentists can go away and the practice still does well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, a lot of our offices will have team members that will provide some coverage as well, like maybe the hygiene's doing general supervision, or there's an admin team member there who's answering the phone. So, um, yeah, a lot of our doctors are just able to check out. Yeah. And so you'll see, and Angela's really smart and she's very good with the numbers, but really what, what we want to help you understand is, you know, this is a mathematical equation that if you put enough care into it, you can craft a beautiful life. There are very few dentists that ever go broke. Now, there are pockets where you hear about that. But if you investigate anyone that's ever gone broke in dentistry and found out exactly what they did, you'll go, well, that was kind of dumb because you can still screw up a lot in dentistry and have an incredible profit margin. There are practices that we coach that have you know, low 50% overheads. And when you think about that, this is the United States of America. Shopping centers or restaurants 
can't run on those margins. Their margins are paper thin. And so you can still screw up a lot. And and we get well-meaning dentists that have great practices and their overheads are 72%. But as they get smarter, they put in systems, they become better about their time um, and they get the right people in the right seats. You're going to see profitability naturally drifts into the right place. And then we can do the mathematical equations that you're talking about. But I've heard this so many times, like Frank Spear, you would say this years ago, like, just tell me what you produce per hour and per patient. And over time, as that starts to grow naturally, you're going to see you're going to become more and more efficient and you take less emphasis on the practice. Um, And I'm saying all that to say this, Pete Dawson said years ago, Kirk, you know, when you do the right thing with the right people, the byproduct is you always make enough money. And we found that to be absolutely true. And what we're talking about today is just being a lot more intentional about what you're doing hourly. And so, Angela, you break this down with dentists, you find out what their production is per hour, and even the hygienists, and we can figure out, you know, some of you have part-time hygienists too. So, you can actually incorporate that into the formula. So, you might have a hygienist that only works two days a week, but you work four days a week. That's part of the formula. And you can constantly play with these dials, and you'll see, you can actually take more time off and you can actually net more over time if you do this right, correct? Absolutely. And I think that it's important to, you know, figure this out with your team because sometimes they think that, you know, we're just asking for all their days off for the year because we're being, I don't know, micromanaging or or we don't want them to take vacation, but that's not true. Right. The reason why we want them to put their time off in advance is just so we can strategically plan how, what the goals should be for the year. Um, And I will tell my offices, like, it doesn't really matter when your time off is going to be as long as you account for. And what I mean by that is, I don't care if you don't know what week in November you're going to be off or what, you know, what day exactly you're going to be off for something. But if you know that you're going to go on a family cruise later in the year, let's just account for that so that we know how many days to plan these goals off of. Plus, we know that it's a lot easier <laughs> if we have some time, you know, saved in November or blocked off in November, even if you switch dates, that we can always just move people around a little bit rather than having to, um, you know, totally try to find a whole different day for them. Yeah, absolutely. And when you do what Angela's talking about, and again, we have a spreadsheet for all of this that we use. You're talking, Angela, about proactively things, but there are some things that reactively happen that we're not ready for. And that's okay because they've been accounted for too. If you guys remember the snowstorm that hit the Northeast, we had practices in Washington, D.C. Many years ago, they couldn't get out of their driveway for like seven days because there was so much snow. But at the same token, they were like, okay, well, the budget just gets, we just have to adjust some of these dials as we look at later on down the year to account for what we need for our goals. You know, Kirk, that's a great point because not every doctor does that. Like, even if they do the planning in advance for the year, they don't always, you know, look at it on a quarterly basis on if they did work the amount of days that they thought where they were going to. And they might've had some unforeseen snow days or COVID or, you know, something like that, that they didn't account for. So you will want to, um, like we talk about countermeasures that act a lot, you know, so you will want to put in place some countermeasures. Maybe that's adjusting your daily goal going forward, or maybe that's that you have to work another day that you thought you were going to have off to make up for 
you know, those, those cha- unforeseen changes. Yeah. And what's really cool is you can use this as a dashboard to completely navigate, you know, whether you consider it a flight, you know, a drive, whatever, and end up exactly where you want in your destination. One of the pieces that we have on ours, which you should have on yours too, if you're a dentist is the percentage of write-offs, you know, like, because I don't want to villainize PPOs because that's very easy to do. And we could easily go down that path. But a lot of times what dentists do is the PPO thing just continues to grow. And so do the write-offs and we'll have these conversations with dentists. And at the bottom of the better life planner is like, how much did you write off? And a dentist will say, well, I wrote off 25% last year and we're producing more. Well, the simple way to look at that is that you worked one out of every four days for free. Now that hurts to talk, to call that out, but let's not stay there. We're going to go to one out of every five days or one out of every six days. And as you take those write-offs from 25% down to 20%, down to 15% and you do that behaviorally, you know, to really train your team on how to communicate. Your patients are actually making value decisions. Now all the computations change throughout the whole spreadsheet. You know, we even had dentists that during COVID and you know who you are, if you were listening, you got so angry and so fed up or just decided to really clarify what you want to do. And some of you who are clients of ours just said, I'm done. I'm done. And you got rid of some of these when we told you not to and, <laughs> and, and they reported at the end of the year, like, Hey, I still, I produce the same. And I'll tell you, I make so much more money now and I'm working less. Now that's not the message here, but the message here is this. If you really look at the data, you can be the architect of an amazing practice and an amazing life. And you could actually sit at the, you could sit with Angela, who's an amazing coach and go, listen, I want to take an extra two weeks off next year. And I guarantee you, we can totally make that happen. You could say, I, I'm going to be like those other two dentists you mentioned, and I want to go to Italy. As a matter of fact, I'm going to spend the two weeks traveling across Italy, just eating. I've done it. You should try it. It's amazing. <laughs> and you could actually budget it so that it happens. And you would pretty much hit the mark. If something bad happened, like a snowstorm or something else, you could just adjust the dials at any particular point. So it really becomes fun. The math it's not the goal. Like the money's not the goal. The cool part is that when you really take apart the math, you can be the architect of a great practice and a great life and great profits, you know? And not every doctor knows what those write-offs are. Right. So depending on how the practice management software was set up, sometimes you can see that really easily. And sometimes you have to run two or three reports to actually see what all your write-offs and adjustments are instead of just seeing it all naturally on your adjustments report, you might have to pull, you know, and they're called something different on every software, but like a managed care analysis report and things like that to really get your true write-off. So just keep that in mind too. Yeah, absolutely. Now you've done this a lot with dentists. Any, what, what's the number one thing dentists get wrong about planning their year or budgeting? Do you think it's the overall production number? I th- I think they estimate. I think I think a lot of them are just like, oh, I think I I work about sixteen days a, a month, um, and they just think like, oh, I work you know four days a week, you know roughly four weeks a month, and that's where I see the biggest issue is just that they they just estimate, and so I know it sounds a little tedious to like go through each month and mark it off, but that's when doctors really realize like, oh. I'm going to take a half day so I can go to, you know, this 
soccer tournament or whatever and parent teacher conferences. I don't want to miss this. So I took the morning off and, and all those add, add up. And we absolutely want you to go to those. Um, but when you're figuring out the goal, you just want to account for those because what we don't want to happen is the end of September, everybody's freaking out because they're 10 days shy of what they had planned to work. So I think that's the biggest I think that's the biggest thing that I see is just um, the estimation. One of my clients did that. We were, you know, just kind of like roughly putting some numbers together. And I, and I said, okay, well, you know, I, I know you said 192 is what you want, but I do want you to go through this. And I think it was like 12 or 13 days less when they gave me their actual number and, and figured it all out. So, okay. You got to go back to that. Cause I know exactly what we were saying. One ninety. you said one ninety two, but what were you referring to and so, what metric is that? Yeah, we were just kind of estimating, well, how many days do you think you're going to work this year? Cause we were trying to build up those daily goals. And again, they just thought, Oh, this is, I think approximately how much I'm going to work. But then they were, you know, going to go on a big CE trip and, you know, a few other days that they just hadn't accounted for. And it, it doesn't sound like a lot because it's, you know, like two or three things that they miss, but days wise, it really added a lot to the, to the schedule that they were missing. So. Yeah, absolutely. And depending on which study you look at, cause there's several on there, you know, the average GP in the United States works 209 days. Now, it's amazing to me. And Angela, you probably find the same thing. I ask dentists all over the country, like how many days you, I don't know. They do exactly what you said. They're guessing. I don't know. They, this is what they say. I say, how many days did you work last year? They go, well, I work four days a week. Yeah. I'm exactly. like, that's not, that's not what I was asking. Like how many actual physical days did you practice? And they go, I don't know. And then when they come report back, they're like, oh, that was, I think I worked 211. And so we just recently had a dentist here that we coach and she's a wonderful female dentist. And we had the Dawson Academy course here. And I told you about this. And so Lenny Hess from the Dawson Academy was presenting a slide and it had the number of days that the GPs actually work. And she turned around with tears in her eyes and she said, that makes me sad. And I go, why? She goes, because that used to be me. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm actually producing, you know, I'm actually producing more and working a heck of a lot less days. And there's nothing more gratifying than that. When you figure out, like, you don't have to add more days. You don't have to spend more hours. You can actually think smarter. And this is, people use the word work smart, not hard. This is the, this is the actual work that makes that happen. Now, I want to go back to one more thing that you said, because you're provoking a lot of thoughts that I have is that you talk about the soccer tournament. You talk about all those things, which we want people to do. And if you're a dentist listening and you don't do that work and you find yourself short, what you do is you put a lot of pressure on the business. You know why? Because you have to, because you need to collect. And I'll tell you firsthand, the patients can see it. Your hygienists can see it. They will see you and they won't say anything often, but they'll go, man, he needs the crowns more than the patients do. And the patients will feel that. You'll also feel the extra pressure because you only work Monday through Thursday to do the big case on Friday. You know why? Because there's no distractions. You can just prep that dentistry on a Friday. And, you know, that's not really good because you're missing a great lecture here in town, or you should probably be using that day to recover. And so it's okay to make these mistakes once in a while, but to repeat them is silly. 
You know, when you know you shouldn't be doing this on a Friday and you shouldn't be putting the extra pressure, I'm just telling you, the more you front load your practice with the right thinking and the right data and the right planning. I mean, I've heard this many times too, Angela, and tell me if you agree. Most dentists spend way more time planning their vacations than they do their lives. And I think that's true. I mean, they could tell me exactly where they're going to be in Italy on what days and what restaurants, but they couldn't tell you how many days they worked or what their plan is this year or what, how many, you know, what we're going to do, you know, per hour, per month, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Mm -hmm. Any last thoughts you have? I love this topic and you're obviously brilliant. At it. I mean, you're my go-to when I have questions like on all these things, because you can just help me see a whole nother way. But any last thoughts you have on a better way to look at goals? I would just encourage everybody to, you know, sit down with a calendar, think it out, write it down and, um, you know, plan accordingly. Yeah. And Kirk, if it's okay with you, I think I'm going to take quarter three and just go to Italy. You bet. Well, <laughs> if you go quarter three to Italy, quarter one, quarter two, and quarter four are going to be awesome. I, and you know how that is. Like nothing makes us happier than when team members take off and they go do what they want to do. And it's, it's really fun to watch them do that. Actually, Chris on our team, she just took a trip. Where'd she go? She drove up the coast. California. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like grow, what was it? Highway one all the way up. And like, I got tired of looking at all of her food and her social media feed. Like I was like every day she was eating good food and you know, life goes fast. And so, um, you know, our encouragement is this is just the greatest profession ever. I know everybody kind of listens to this in different places, but if you're struggling in a place where you're like, I don't know, dentistry is not that great. I'm going to, I'm here to assure you it is a great profession, but you have to control it. You can't let it control you. So if you're struggling with this, feel free to reach out to us, get, you know, get paired up with a great coach like Angela and she'll just calm you, you know, and make you, you know, see that there's a, there's just a better way. So Angela, thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Kirk. Yeah, stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. If you're struggling, like I said, just reach out. We're so happy to help you. Um, and if you have additional questions on this, or if you want a little insight on how you can just better set your goals instead of just chasing that more thing, you know, there's there's other ways to do this. Keep sending us suggestions for things that you guys want to see. We'll line them up for you. And until we see you guys next time, keep watching the best practices show. Have a great day, everybody. There you have it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Best Practices Show. I hope you sure did enjoy it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are always here for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. And if you really enjoy it, you can leave a comment or a four or five star review. But until we see you next time, keep watching the Best Practices Show.